0: Welcome to this special edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. In this special series, I'm sharing with you 12 speakers from the Business of Yoga speaker series. I really hope you enjoy their wisdom. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome back to the Business of Yoga speaker series. Super excited today because we have another double act. It's just like doubling the value here. Today, ladies, welcome. I'm so uh, pleased to introduce you. Linnea and uh, Anna are here from Renew and Restore, and we're gonna talk all about your business, what it is, what you do, but first up, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you, we're so
0: happy to be here. I'll let me read out your uh, official bio. Folks, I was saying to these uh, women before we got started that I'm going to read some information from their website. And I will try very hard not to get distracted because it is seriously beautiful. You have to go and take a look at the, even just the homepage is luscious. Here we go. If you lose me, it's because I'm looking at uh, pictures from their side. So here we go. Uh, Renew and Restore is a yoga and surf retreat led by Anna Douglas and Linnea Jensen in Baja, Sur, Mexico, the perfect getaway to hold space for self-care where the sea meets the sand insert beautiful photograph. Renew and Restore is an experience created by these two fabulous women to promote a balance of personal growth, relationship building, and self-nourishing. The experience is crafted in a safe space that focuses on community, yoga immersion, and intentional authentic mindset. Nice. With morning power vinyasa, daily surfing, and evening yin classes, the experience is created to relax the body, evoke the mind, and inspire the spirit. Ladies, welcome. I know that... um, This is in fact just one of the beautiful things that you do, but maybe let's start with this particular part. How long have you been doing these retreats? This is our third year,
1: fourth year?
2: We started in, well, we started long before our first retreat, but we started planning December or January of 2016. Mm -hmm. So this will be on our third year. Yes. On our third year. And how Um, often do your retreats happen? um it depends i mean the great thing is that we can really kind of plan it based on what we want to do but so far we've been doing one or two a year we find that that's a really good balance for us yeah. um because yeah. we want to stay really true to our values and what we offer. And so for us to be an in integrity that's like what we found to be balancing yeah
0: yeah so then if this this iteration of your business started in 2016 can we go back like where did where did the two of you start with yoga in the first place
1: uh we started kind of separate but together we both had very similar stories we were both certified abroad um, originally i was certified in bali and Linnea was certified actually in baja very very close to where we do our retreats So oh, that's Line with why we we go there in the first yep. place as well but I mean, I started um, in college, I became certified, I built it into my degree. And I was a creative wellness major. So that's what drew me to it and why I went to Bali to originally get certified. But I think we just have really, seen paths.
0: Mm-hmm. but hang on, I just have to just have to check. Did you say that you got your tertiary education you managed to build your yoga teacher training into your tertiary education? Like, is that that's magic right there. How, yeah, that I, is the coolest thing.
1: <laughs> I went to a school where you build your own degree. And uh, yeah, I built it around creative wellness and holistic health. And I was able to pitch a really good reason as to why it was important for me to go on this journey and get credit for it and work that.
0: <laughs> you would have had good homework assignments. I love that. The best. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I think I interrupted you then because I was just mesmerized by the idea of I can can do that for. (laughs) Okay, so certified about what about how long ago then?
1: I was certified in twenty twelve and or twenty fourteen, give or take. I kind of can't remember somewhere in there. And
2: then I did. So I did my
1: certification in
2: Baja in the end of twenty ten. So I'm. Now it's 2019, I'm like on my ninth year, but we met in 2013 when I was running a different studio and we both kind of had similar um, in that we were at that studio doing our second certification and really wanting to learn more and had both been really creative and kind of had similar paths in college. I kind of went to a couple different programs and landed in one that was a little bit more in line with. What we, or what I wanted to do and like what I wanted to create. And I majored in leadership and sustainable business. So it ended up really being like a reflection of what I've created and everywhere that like my effort has been. So we just like aligned in terms of being really creative and like wanting to bring a vision forth that was bigger than like making money or, um, and also like wanting to this to really be our career path. Mm-hmm. Like, we were both really steadfast on that. And, yeah, we just had a lot of fun together. And that, like, having fun together was what kind of brought all of this forth. Like, let's do this. So, yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's my very, like, 32nd version of all of our history.
0: (laughs) It was a fantastic nutshell. Um, And sparks off a whole lot of uh, sort of next step questions for me. I'm just trying to um, think about which is the best way for us to go next? Well, maybe could we just chat a little bit about your teaching styles? You t- at the retreat, you're talking about uh, vinyasa, and then there's the Yin and the evenings. Is that did you? What sort of lineage did you come up with in your training, and what does your practice, your personal practices, look like now?
1: Um, I mean, it's really interesting because we kind of started at a point where we both had evolved so much since that point, as people and teachers, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like a predominantly power-focused person. I teach Mm -hmm. almost every day. We both do. And uh, I teach like rigorous power classes. And that's really like where my focus has gone over the years. And it's a lot like what my practice looks like too. I'm actually constantly trying to get myself into a yin class because I know it's so good for me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's really nice because I can kind of focus on that. And Linnea has really found great strength in teaching power, but also like she's a phenomenal yin teacher, Mm. which is kind of like my opposite. And in Mm -hmm. that way, yeah, you can kind of speak to that as well.
2: Yeah, I think I've like, I've evolved a lot out of the power. Like a lot of my roots are in, my original roots were Hafa. Mm -hmm. And then I, took a vinyasa training because I really wanted to learn about that and it taught me a lot about like how to cue and how to skill um, skillfully like put everything together and then yeah. I've evolved from like teaching the heat and doing really powerful stuff um, in terms of like intensity but I like derive a lot of my teaching from like energetic practices so I like I'm really interested in stuff with Chinese medicine and again it's really rooted in kind of Chinese philosophy yeah. and really into like the connection of the nervous system So I do actually, like, I I teach strong classes, but a lot of it is, like, I consider it, like, somewhat energetic work. And um, when I do restorative classes, same thing. Um, So it's like I'm teaching a vinyasa class, but it has elements of restoration. And then I also teach yin, which is rooted in Chinese medicine. So we've been able to, like, evolve and and really complement each other's strengths. And so on the retreats, I mean, we both need our own classes and really, like, you know, uplift each other and what each of our strengths are, which has been, I think, what has, you know, like, we're changing people and we're always evolving. So it's really been cool to communicate that and let it be a strength rather than a difference.
0: Yes, I love it. I have to ask about the surfing situation. I've never done anything cool in my life and uh, including my only one small attempt at surf. like what's with that? Tell me about that.
1: I highly doubt that you've
0: never done anything yeah. You look like you should it. have seen, you should have seen me try and surf when I was like sixteen. That was enough. I don't need to that was like fifty years ago. I never need to do that again. Like no one needs to see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. We'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. to come and we'll we'll
0: all know something.
1: You'll yeah. Laugh. I mean we offer surfing in large in part because it has such a it's such a huge part of being down there and the culture down there so we really try and honor kind of wherever we go we we sort of showcase what is there and Mm -hmm. what is going on and in this case it's surfing Mm -hmm. and a lot of our students have never surfed before really yeah they all take lessons and I think pretty much every single person has gotten up that's ever gone Mm -hmm. on our retreat and tried to surf which is really cool Mm -hmm. it's a great place to learn it's like uh the beginner's beach where we take them mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's not for everybody you know there's lots of people we hang with on the beach as well that don't want to go surfing
2: yeah and it really like it's just an element of like adventuring and part of the culture like you said is like supporting the community that's there and so many people are surf instructors and like do their craft and give that away so that's our way to like support them and also like it's really like, I don't know about you, but getting on a surfboard for me is terrifying. And so it's kind of like a way to, like, really, like, push people out of their boundaries and, and yes. kind of accomplish a goal without feeling like you have to, like, perfect a skill, you know? Yes. And so they have two. They have a lesson and then a surf, um, another opportunity for a rental. So it goes mm-hmm. well with, like, experiencing what Baja is like, nice. you know, part of like the authentic culture there. And we don't want to do anything that's like out of line or not supporting the community that is already exists. Like we don't want to come in and like have a retreat for you know high income demographic or anything like that. It's really supporting what's already exists.
0: I Um, love that, I love that. And I, you know, there are, because there are enough yoga retreats like that, right? Where essentially once you get in and you're sitting on your sun lounge, you could be anywhere.
2: And that was like really like that's our vision is to like support communities that exist and so I mean like everything we do is like well how can this like give back to the community Mm. like we're not giving money away to a hotel in terms of rental you know so everything we think about is like so-and-so down the street that is making us dinner and like we're really connected to the community there now and so That's our vision with everything that we want to do going forward is like, how can we actually get the guy down the street to like make our food? And then he comes and like eats dinner with us or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, So surfing was like kind of an extension of that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. I I know um, the place where I take uh, from predominantly use from when I take people in retreat is totally different and very similar in the sense that it is about coming come to this place because it's special because it's this. Place, right. and I find a lot of yoga teachers. Um, ha, you know, they're looking to teach retreats, and they want it to be profitable, and they want to have a really beautiful experience for their participants, and they think that that needs to look like some kind of luxury. If it's not a luxury villa, then then it's not as worthy as something that's different.
1: Mm-hmm. But in
0: fact, I like to talk about how um, you can't. It, it's something that's special and and place based. That's, you can get like the fancy luxury thing. You can go anywhere for that, yeah. but, but you can't have You can't have the man come from down the street to make you dinner. They're like, that doesn't happen at the whatever Atlantis, the Palm. You do know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's so much value in that, that yeah. we should trust more. It would be so great if more yoga teachers trusted that that is special. Five-star mm-hmm. resorts, dime a dozen, but that, that's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: more yeah that's what we're about for sure yeah. it's been a big learning for us too cool. like you know having that communication because we definitely we track all different types and all different blocks and sometimes the expectation is that it's going to be resort-like and we try and be as transparent from the very beginning to the end that that's just not what we're there for and yeah not what we're trying to create so what
0: well, it sounds like you're also looking in the more true sense, of, like there's, I think yoga retreats can sometimes be interpreted as a relaxing holiday where I'll do some yoga and that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then more from a, um, I guess, a classical perspective. Actually, this is a place where you go and you stop and you strip some stuff back and you look at things and then you put it all back together and you go home. Yeah. And and, and where the
2: end, like, where what we're about. I mean, the venue that we primarily do out of the solar powered um, we're really good friends with the woman that like built it with like her resources and her, you know, like, and she's really in touch with the community there. And so it is, you know, and like, as we grow, like sometimes people find us on the internet or like whatever, and they have their own expectations of like wanting to be at a five star hotel or whatever that might be. So like we you know on our end we really have to be clear about like this is a removal kind of like from your daily routines and simulations and really being like you can't blow dry your hair you know mm-hmm. and like that's intentional yes and you can't, like <laughs> you, like you like kind of have to think about how much water you're using and yeah. you're, you're sleeping sometimes in a tent and you're but you're you're a bigger part of an experience and like you're in nature and like that is like a communication thing of like, you're literally like on the earth, you know, like you're not in a five-star hotel. And so,
0: but that's what we believe in and that's
2: what we offer. And so we yeah. really true to that.
0: And not devaluing it because you don't have six white towels that get changed every morning. Like, not that that's anything wrong with that if that's what you're looking for, but there is great value in, actually there are no chairs and you sit on the floor if you come on my retreat. That's just how it rolls. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I also think something that um, I wanted to highlight is you said you've been doing this retreat since twenty sixteen, and once or twice a year. And I, I also think that what one of the things that you're modeling so beautifully is that there is power in doing the same thing again and again and again. Like go to the same places. that that there is a real beauty in that rather than oh my goodness if I don't offer something different each time I won't be successful because the listening to you speak it sounds as though you've refined it over time you've deepened connections over time I'm interested to know what you think about the idea of repeating something versus always looking for something new
1: yeah we have for sure I mean to be totally honest we've completely fallen in love with Baja we always yeah. i mean i think when i was always very attached to it after doing her training there but it has become such a huge part of us i just got married there
0: hey and congratulations
1: thank you but i was like there's nowhere else i would want to be because we're just so heavily integrated now into the community and we have every time we do it we learn we learn so much and we take that with us and we evolve and we change mm-hmm. and it feels mm-hmm. different every time yeah in yeah. a big yeah
2: yeah and so much like we create we have a ton of content that we offer in terms of like like it's loosely like a coaching model in terms of like the intention of the retreat is like to remove yourself to really like investigate all these kind of things that we're talking about which you know are rooted in a lot of yoga philosophy and we don't like we're not hardcore doing that every day all day but that is the framework of like what we do so we get to work with each group on that stuff and we learn a lot in terms of like refinement and like where we want to go in the future so i think that there is something to be said about like doing the same thing over and over and then like showing up for the energy as it changes you know like it's going to be different but if you believe in what you're doing then you can stick and like have that as a compass to come back to and like that as we change, we're open to evolving within that content. I think we really deepened like what we offer and deepened what we do. And we've learned so much about like boundaries and refinement and like screening people, you know, it's just things like little things where it really like matters like energetically what we're yeah. bringing in and putting out there and being responsible for for that, you know, like yeah. really being responsible for what we're creating. And if it was different every time, like, I mean, I think there's a lot of room for that because it is different, but I think we get to really dive deep into what we do you know, and like you just go there, you know, and like you get to really like keep going there. And so, yeah, I mean, so far we've really just stuck with it and we have great results. I mean, we, we get to be a part of something that is like this, so.
0: You know, I also think there's something very pragmatic about it too. I've been going to the same place to teach my retreats for years. I like knowing this is the guy who's going to pick us up. He knows to drop them there and he knows to drop my stuff here. This is the program. Like that's my room and I know how hard the mattress is. It actually lets me be more present with the content because I'm not thinking about there's fewer variables that are new for me each time. So I can be more conscious, like you were saying, about, What is the nuance that's changed here? What is the difference in the group dynamics that I'm going to be mindful of? Who needs a bit more energy and a bit less? Whereas if I'm thinking about, oh, I don't have enough pillows, you know, I can't show up. So I think there's just something easier from a teacher perspective. Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: And from being able to show up in terms of, like, there's so many, I think, harder than any other thing that you do in the yoga industry. Like retreats are really... Founding. Like there's so many different dynamics and so like really like having the basics like nailed so that you can yes. show up and teach is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And I can't imagine just like not knowing where you're going and then like telling people that you're going to go there, you know? And so not that we, we like are totally closed off to that, but I just have to like learn more about how people do that because I want to be able to say like, mm-hmm. this is what I believe in because I've been there and I've experienced it and we love it, you know, It's
0: that connection. So. Don't ever show up to a retreat center to teach a retreat without seeing it first. I did that once. Don't yeah. do that. Oh <laughs> I mean, yeah. But was there. That's, well, that's, that is, learn from me from not what, what not to do for me. Okay. So here's the question I've got to ask this one. Cause I, this is another don't learn from Amy on this one. Learn from these women opportunities. Business partnerships. That's not a small thing. That's the whole spiritual practice in and of itself. How do you make it work?
1: We were actually just talking about this. Uh, we've spent a lot of time working on our relationship and like above everything else. Every time we go back to Baja, we learn more about each other. Yeah. Just who we are as people, who we are as teachers, who we are as friends. <laughs> Um, it changes all the time. I once said to Linnea, I think it was like our second retreat. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were deep in conversation. And I was like, you know, I just feel like we need to prioritize our relationship before our own relationships right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just <laughs> so deep in it, like, yeah, we just spend so much time together. We, we like live together. We teach together. We just we're in it together, and it's so cool and also challenging at times like yeah. we have to learn through like how to resolve conflict in a peaceful way like there are moments that become very stressful and yeah. we deal with stress yeah. in very different ways and it's been super interesting it's taught me a lot about myself
0: mm-hmm. for yeah. sure then I do, were you going to say something then
1: well yeah i mean
2: i just think that and we were talking about this earlier it's like so important that your relationship really reflects like your own each individual strengths and you're not trying to be like the same. You're not trying to be one person and like you don't, I think when we, you know, you grow as a person, you realize like nobody's gonna be you. And like how can your relating be about bringing that forth more and like how can you be more true to you? How can you be more in alignment with yourself Mm -hmm. through communicating, you know? It's not like making the other person right or wrong. And like, I think, we've really grown in that capacity and realized like, oh, we are separate teachers, have our own strengths, Mm -hmm. um, and we can really bring that to the table. Mm -hmm. And I don't really think you should partner with someone unless it like really elevates what you do, you know? Like I think Mm -hmm. that's a really important thing. You know, like why, like asking yourself like, why are you partnering with somebody else? Mm -hmm. Do they see you? And do they like really elevate what you're doing? Not like what you're doing, but can you elevate and bring something to the table that's new? Yeah. And a lot of partnerships, is like fear based, they're like, Yeah. i like, it's just like partner, cause we don't know what we're doing. And when you get out of that place and you realize that you can actually add value, that's when it really makes sense to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, we're friends and, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just, you know, you really have to go through, you go there with people. Like we travel internationally and like shit hits the fan sometimes. We've been in really, really intense situations where, like,
0: maybe we weren't. <laughs> like, I like, want that story. Whatever you just thought yeah, I of you I
2: Responsible <laughs> for for adults, you know, and you're, yeah. you're responsible yeah. for so much. and yeah. you're also like learning and growing as teachers and wanting to like have the experience be impactful and transformative. And
1: so, mm. like, yeah, we've dealt with a lot of stuff where it tests us and. Mm. You know, when you're in a country where it's totally different and things happen, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. different standards, different systems, cultural yeah. delight. Yes, I can right. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, from I actually think that having a business partnership, particularly when you're entering into a business venture, that is, we're not talking about like a fifty dollars workshop. This is a substantial amount of money. This, you know, that so the 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 mood can be different actually i think it's much more difficult to do it with someone else and i love lene that you said that people can often approach business partnerships from fear i don't have an i'm, I'm not enough to do it by myself so i'm going to hold on to you and we can get it done together and and in fact because i think it can because of what you're talking about the personal dynamics and the um you, you know that vulnerability that's required actually it can compound you're already feeling frightened and now you've just upped the stakes by having to go on a spiritual journey with someone there are lots yes. of business partnerships particularly around retreats that don't go well i i can think of one a colleague who lost considerable amount of money because she partnered with someone wrong fit bad you know all, all went that went bad what would you say for people that are I know you, you, you two are friends and, you know, uh, as well as, as your business relationship. So it may be different for you, but for people who are thinking about embarking on a partnership of this nature, what are some things to look out for? Do you think S- sort of, you know, practical kind of things to look out for?
1: That's a good
2: question. I was going to say that like, I'll let you know. When you, when you go. <laughs> um, practical things. I think like, I just think when it comes down to it for everything, it's like really assessing like your why, why you're doing it. Yep. And like, I think, you know, everybody again is so unique and I really believe that like your individual work is like so powerful based on like who you are as a person. So you really need to ask yourself like, um, can I, you know, all the basic like fundamental things, like can we communicate, do I trust this person? Like, mm-hmm. if, Things like just think of your most pretty situation mm-hmm. and like know that any any business is going to go there and I think it's really important to like be in that place of trust and then is it like growing you both in the ways that you
1: really, really want,
2: you know, like that's number one. Yeah. Mm. And if it's not like then I just think that there's more other work to be done. Right. Like yeah, I just think it should really be like an elevating thing, and um, it's no small thing, and it's really challenging. And then, like, if you're also friends with that person, it's really important to have like clear boundaries, communicate, yeah. have a structure set up for your business that works for both of you. You know, it's like because it'll just drive you to the ground. Otherwise, you're responding to emails at eleven o'clock at night and canceled, and this thing happened, and every moment you're like creating. You're creating your business, like you're always creating your business, and you're creating a structure and a framework that you that wasn't there before because something else <laughs> happened, you know. And like, yes, you have a plan, and like, you know how you're gonna run your business, you know your vision, and you really believe what you're doing. But like, you're constantly dealing with situations that are new as you grow and evolve, and so you have to be willing to like communicate about that in a way that really elevates everyone involved, mm-hmm. and um, like keep the sanctity of the relationship and mm. you know if you're in a partnership with somebody you really like care about that person and you believe in what they're doing mm-hmm. and who they are not because they're the same as you but because either they offer something different right and it and it brings people together in a, in a way that is great you know
0: kind mm. so. of just on that i think the idea of you you said that you have to trust that person And I wonder if part of the reason there are these partnerships that go bad um, is because of the, oh, I, you know, this sort of, uh, I don't know if it's spiritual bypassing, but this kind of thing of, I should trust them because I'm a, you know, they're a yogi, I'm a yogi. and, And missing out on that inner wisdom that says, ooh, something, something's not right here. And in making that sort of a judgment, it's not personal. It's actually, this doesn't feel like a good business fit. not like that's exactly. not a good person,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. No, for sure. And if you have those tinges, like those, what, yeah, then, you, know, I think it's very important to listen to that because that's your body and your, yeah, that's having a reaction. And I think it's really important. I've never had that with Linnea. And that's the thing I would say is like, choose somebody that yeah. you really admire, yeah, like, choose somebody who you admire as a person, as a friend, as a teacher. I mean. I can't imagine going into business with someone who I didn't have ultimate respect for. And like, I knew when I entered the business, we worked together and we were really good friends and we would stay up all night long talking about our our visions and like how we wanted to do this and when we were going to do this. And it just felt like, it felt like we were supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I just, that trust was just
0: innate in many ways. So cool. No corny. No, you kidding? I'm like, I want what they're having. (laughs) And
2: I think yeah, you just learned so much about like what you said about intuition and we all have that and and, like using that in every business capacity and like not taking things personally. You know, like really when it comes to like business and but like in a strong way where you're still using your intuition and like you're letting your visions guide you but yeah i mean it's just so important to communicate about that and then like listen to the other person if they're having like an intuitive hit about like what's working what's not working Mm -hmm. and what do we need to do and what what how are we going to handle this situation Mm -hmm. and i mean we really wanted to come on and be like super real like it's really there's a lot of you know, stuff about running a business that is really freaking hard. Okay, <laughs> Start a you know, list for us. Hard, hard enough on your own to do it, but like if you're working with somebody else, that needs to take some of that like away. So that yes. you're,
0: yeah. It's what do you really find hard. difficult? What's the bits that are hard? Oh man,
1: I mean, I would say our business relationship might be the easiest part. Like, like cool. retreats are tough because. You don't entirely know what you're walking into. Um, yeah. Yeah. Retreats also what our biggest learning time and time again is retreats attract people that are usually going through great hardship in their life and heartbreak or major life change or you know they're they're seeking something. Yeah, yep. God, totally. <laughs> us, that was like our biggest aha thing that uh, we were like, whoa, we. Yeah are in this place where we're, we're being confronted with all of this stuff that these people are bringing with them and it's such an incredible thing to be a part of it can also at times be very challenging and yeah. very real and in in some cases very very hard and sad and we're just like so lucky that the people that we have met have been incredible um we have also learned a lot about kind of the structure we want to create and who we want to attract Uh, and why we want to attract these people Um, yeah it's been every time we learn
0: do you know i think it, it um i actually suspect that there's a gap in the market in terms of training because I mean, group dynamics are real, and even if people aren't personally in states of fluxes, you can never estimate the triggering that's going to go on between a group of people. And I I could teach great yoga. I could have the best raw chef there, you know, the linen and the whole thing. But if shit goes down with a group of people, I don't think. I mean, I I'm better at it because I've done it a lot, but I've never really had much training in. It's sort of out of scope, really. That level of Group dynamics—it's required when you're on a retreat. I think you raise a great point that uh, yeah. it's work; <laughs> it can be hard. And sometimes, when I've been—I don't know if this, you, this has been the case for you, ladies—but when I've been somewhere foreign, and I've had someone with me that is having mental health stuff—I don't—I'm not a mental health practitioner. It's an interesting space, actually. How much is it my job to hold space for people and teach yoga and help them with some coaching? And but then, how much is you know, you know, how much is, what do I, what's out of scope and what do I do when I'm away somewhere and I can't just ring the, the whatever government support person to come in and help me figure it out.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that like, that is the role to me of being a teacher is always navigating that line of like boundaries and it's, you know, like when you teach a public class or a workshop or you're leading teacher training, like Mm -hmm. there is always like a clear boundary in life. yes Yes. what i'm learning and what we're learning is like there's it's harder because it's like activity based and you're like with them the whole time and we've for sure had episodes like that or things (laughs) that happen that are like this Mm. you know somebody's unstable or something's happening from our standpoint that like hey like we're not qualified to deal with this Mm -hmm. and and be like there's a whole nother like dynamic that we have to protect because we can't this person's energy or whatever's going on with this thing take away from the richness of everybody else's experience yeah so i mean it's always like i think i'm never more challenged as a teacher when i'm managing those situations and you are their teacher and like for me boundaries are so important to like the potency like what i'm able to offer and then also just like you know, creating a space for them where they feel safe. I mean, that's like being a teacher is like how strong your boundaries are, right? But also, um, yeah, it's so true. And I think that sometimes like it's blown up and like it's a whole separate conversation, but that is like what strengthens your teaching. And so it's hard because then you get into situations where people are having crises on internationally or you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah when it's a teacher training or something else that I'm leading or like whatever, there's a framework and a structure that fall back on that is more concrete and also like, you, you're not responsible for those people mm-hmm. and their entire experience internationally. So it's just-
0: Yeah, it's, yes.
2: It, it's such a different experience. And so really respecting your boundaries and like what do you need to like also continue to offer the rest of the people that are here who are having, or like whatever the experience is like, ha- you know, came to have a really intentional experience and like that's my responsibility. So I take that really seriously. And so when we're navigating those situations, it's like, okay, like what is mine? What is theirs? Don't take it on, you know, do what you can solution oriented and solve the problem and support them. But it's really easy to cross that line. And the more and more I teach, the more and more I learn. It's like all about just, you know, obviously if everybody's safe, there's only so much you can do.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: And that's and, awesome for me just in teaching, like translating that to yeah. everything I do is just stronger and stronger.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I love that. I love the B word. I'm so glad you said it a lot. Yeah. That makes me happy. And and like not being naive about like I think you it's thank you for being so candid about this. Your website, like I said, it's freaking gorgeous. People look at that, they think, oh, I'm going to take people to Mexico. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to do like you're taking a group of people to the water, like like who might be going through crises. It's no small thing. Like you'd actually, you get to approach it like a business person. You get to talk to a lawyer and talk to an insurer and get your shit together. So thank you for just. Like being candid with us for anybody who's thinking, oh, that looks easy. It looks like a free holiday. I'm gonna go teach myself some retreats. Mm-hmm. Totally, that was I mean, one of
1: our biggest learnings too. It is not, and everybody says <laughs> it is not a holiday. <laughs> we're, you know, like we're working
2: and we're responsible the whole time, and I, like there are moments that are. I mean, not that overall it's like beautiful and we love. Yeah, sure. Incredible, yeah. but like in order for us to offer that experience, we really have to treat it like a job i mean i yeah. can't go it's fine like i'm on holiday like that's kind of it's offensive to everybody that has paid a large sum of money for a quality experience that we're responsible for offering and like i yeah we take that really seriously
0: yeah sure. i love it and i always say to people make sure you're charging enough for your retreat so that you can afford to have a holiday after <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're not a whole yeah i love it Ladies, this has been such a great conversation. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share with us? Any, anything that's missing?
2: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we, we touched on it all. Yeah. I mean, just being really intentional with what you're offering and elevating, like, you know, know knowing the work that you do and being ready for the challenges and setting your boundaries yeah. and that you're always growing with your business and being ready to create at any moment like, yeah, it's happening in real time.
0: (laughs) Totally. Um, Thank you so much. Folks, um, we haven't talked about it in the interview, but I understand that there are are changes afoot for these two women. So you want to make sure that you're following them on social. You can get them at Renew and Restore on Insta. Go look at their website because it's just so, I have website shame generally, but it's compounding because yours is just delicious. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time and your energy and inspiring us, not only about like doing retreats better, but also just about the possibility of doing business with someone as a way to grow both professionally and personally. It's been a super, super fun conversation. So glad.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us.
0: If you've enjoyed these interviews and you're interested in having my support, As your yoga business coach, check out the information about my coaching package at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash coaching.